Listener Production. Today on Footy Talk, Nick Rewalt pops in live to the studio to discuss the Bombers and what they are doing to combat their injury problems, the drop-off at the Swans, and the special moment in the Collingwood pre-game address. That's all to come on Footy Talk. It's Footy Talk on this Tuesday, May 15, your daily dose of footy, news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. And I'll tell you what, I thought this man must have been coming into the studio because when I was parking downstairs here at SCA, there were security guards everywhere. There was all these very serious people mm. in suits. And I thought, geez, really, you've taken this <laughs> to a whole new level trying to get into the building. I know you've been here for a few days. You've had a couple of really important things on that you needed to get done, but You've also got uh, something tomorrow that we'll touch on, but welcome first of all. Nice to see you again in person. Thank you, mate. You too. What was that about? What's the security here? Well, for? I thought it was for you, and then I asked the security. I said, Jesus, Nick Rewalt really gone to these oh, lengths to sneak important. in? Yeah. And uh, they said, no, the Prime Minister is coming into the SCA is building. He? Yeah, so I think yeah. he's joining Triple M this morning. So anyway, uh, nice to have you. As we said, uh, you are here because you've had a couple of very important things to do in the last few days. But tomorrow, you're also doing something a bit lighter, a bit of fun. Cobram Estate, you're heading up to one of the wineries for a nice little lunch, and you can explain what it is. But before we do that, you did ask me, you invited me, you said you could take a guest. Unfortunately, I have work commitments. So who did you go to as your second and third choices (laughs) to invite? Any names? (laughs) Well, first of all, it's not a winery, Joey. Oh, sorry. Um, That that would be where they um, grow grapes. Of course. Uh, It's oil. (laughs) Compromise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You're Italian as well. Come on, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, So going up to the uh, the groves up there in uh, Boundary Boundary Bend, the olive groves, like two and a half million olive trees they've got up there. Wow. And so within – we're going up because it's harvest time. Yeah. So this is a time where they, they pick the olives off the trees and within four hours of the olive coming off the tree, it's olive oil. Yeah. So the full wow. the full experience. Uh, I'll take a few of my few of my friends for, through tomorrow, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. So will you watch the process? Will you sort of be? We'll go right in the through process? the process. That's so cool. we'll see. You know, from the where the machine shakes the tree, the olives come off. Then they they um, transport them to the to the big warehouse, and then they've got this uh, amazing um, process of of different apparatus that that crush the olives and um, you know squeeze the olives, and then. Uh, it, it's olive oil right there in front of your eyes within four hours. It's absolutely incredible up there. So heading up there tomorrow, I'll bring you back a bottle. Thank of, you. Uh, first so, harvest, a real beautiful. special stuff. Oh, good one. The top notch, yes, Cobram Estate, yes. olive oil. Very good. So who are you taking? Who, uh, who just is, a few mates. Who are your next choices? <laughs> Anyone, any names? <laughs> I'm just finalising the list at oh, the moment. Oh, mate, Gary oh, Lyon. Gary Lyon already went with it on radio oh, this did morning. He? Yeah. Oh, Gary. Yeah, and Eric yeah, Gary's Banner, coming and up Eric and Eric Banner. and there's yeah. a few boys there coming you go. up. It'll so be, be a good day. It's already been out there, so that's oh, why I was asking. Yeah, you hey, had the scoop, did you? We'd had the scoop. We were gotcha. listening this morning. Hey, let's get into some footy chat because there's always plenty happening. I want to start with the Bombers because uh, it looks like the shine has sort of come off a little bit from their start to the season. They've lost their last four games, and it is, of course, Sir Doug Nichols' round this weekend, and they feature in the big game of the, the round, the uh, Dreamtime game against the Tigers. The resurgent Tigers. The resurgent Tigers. What have you made? Are the Tigers, do you think they're back? Oh, Before we get to Essendon? Y- yeah. Well, are, are they back? I mean, n- no. I don't think so. Not yet. I'd, you'd like to see it sort of sustained over a, over a longer period, but yeah, you know, that that's that's the danger of a team like that that we've got such high respect for, given what they've done in the past. So yeah, look, it's a it's a ripper. It's an absolute ripper this week. But the bombers, what what's 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 happened? Because I think we were all like we were all sort of taken by the the defensive stuff jumped out 
at yep. me because that's that's been a real criticism of them over the past few years that they haven't they haven't sort of brought that selflessness on the defensive side of the ball and the hunger on the defensive side of the ball. Is that where it's dropped away for them? Yeah, it has. Yeah, and the, the way they were trying to defend was more protect their defensive 50 rather than the modern sort of squeeze up and turn the ball over in the front half. But that's now really sort of backfiring on them. They haven't been able to stop teams getting inside 50s. And as you know, if you keep conceding entries, eventually the damn ball is going to break. And, and that's yep. what's what's happening. But uh, we said Richmond, but they – because of the, the quirks of the fixture, they still have a nice little run incident. So their season is not done if they can get it back on track because after the Dreamtime game, their next three are North Melbourne, West Coast, Carlton. You know, not necessarily in that order, but some really winnable games for them. So they need to find a way. And a couple of things I want to ask you about. So the injury um, situation with Essen is becoming a big talking point now because football boss Josh Marnie has declared that they've consulted Cricket Australia to look at the recent stress fracture injuries to three of their young tall key position players that are very quite skinny. Yeah, so of Nick course Cox, they go to uh, – so who was it? Sorry, Nick Cox, Zach, Zach Reed, Reed, and Harrison Harry Jones. Jones. And of course, they go to Cricket Australia because Pat, Pat Cummins suffered similar injuries and they've been able to get his career on, on track. It's, mm. it's just interesting, isn't it, because the, the, you know, young guys come in and we're, we're talking 17, 18-year-old kids and they, the taller guys – generally take longer because yep. they don't look like AFL footballers when they walk through the door. And so the priority is always, well, let's, let's get some size, let's get some weight onto these guys. And, you know, for, for guys that maybe come through the door at, you know, 75, 80, 85 kilos, to be a key position player in the in the AFL, you, you, you've got to be playing at sort of 95 kilos. So I was really similar. I think I walked through the door at like 80 kilos and um, within a couple of years was playing at sort of 95 up towards 100. So it's a massive adjustment. You're talking an, an increase in about 20% of your body weight. Yep. And and there's there's a bit of give and take in that. So I think, you know, maybe the cautionary tale is, and this is one that's difficult for supporters to wrap their heads around is, you know, we always say, oh, it takes Ruckman a little bit longer. It takes key position players longer. That, that's why. Because you can't just go and turn them into into gorillas overnight because their bodies just aren't going to ha- – they're not going to handle it. They're yeah. not going to cope with it. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale, isn't it? I mean, you want these young key position players because they are so important to structures of teams, but you've also got to be patient. And Nick Cox and Zach Reed are top 10 picks that mm. we've hardly seen yet because of these injuries. So there's still a little bit there to work with for the Bombers. We'll keep an eye on their next month before the bye. If they can win three of those four, they're still in, a, in, in pretty good shape to be a chance to play – Finals, talking of finals, another team I want to touch on, the Sydney Swans, what your take is on them. Uh, We experienced something similar in regards to teams that get pumped in a grand final don't win a final the next year. In fact, most of the teams don't even play finals the next year. Sydney look like being in that same boat. Yeah, which is really, really surprising given – that they've they've been a team that have been on the up like they it's not like so 2010 we were we were a team that had been up for a while and then the heartbreak heartbreak and and you drop away whereas I, I feel like they're a team that's that's really building I wouldn't say they're super reliant on veterans I know Buddy Franklin's forms tailed off but he wasn't really a dominant force last year when they made it to a grand final um, either the the injuries I know it's not a massive well the injury list is growing this week but. It hasn't been a massive injury list, but you look at the players that they've been missing, like Rampy and McCartan, like they are critical pillars. Yep. We know that intercept player, like you take Darcy Moore out of Collingwood or, um, you know, th- those intercepting types, the way the game, the modern game is played, it's very, very different. They're not a plug and they're not a plug and play sort of player yep. where it's a high half forward and you can just chuck the next soldier in. It doesn't work like that. Um, so I think the injuries are more significant than maybe the, 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 the depth and the list of the injury. And then, yeah, mentally, what, what damage 
did it do last year? How do you quantify that? I know, like, I can only speak from experience and I know that at some point it, it, it's like that heartbreak and that feeling of getting either beaten closely in a grand final in consecutive years or getting, well, this, the replay obviously not, but then, or getting smashed in a grand final, like, is it worth the risk to sort of put yourself out there again. That, that's what I experienced. Yeah. But but we were able to rally in 2011. I wonder if the Swans can do the same. Yeah, we started really horribly, didn't we? 2011 sort of thought, oh, it was a bit too hard, but then we found a way to get back. And maybe the Sydney Swans can make a run, but it is going to be hard now with Callum Mills, their skipper out for four to six yeah. weeks with a serious calf injury. And Logan McDonald yeah, uh, up for, uh, out for two months. He was their best forward this year. He was yep. actually really growing love, as, as a player. That so that's going to be a blow. Going to be hard for the Sydney Swans. Uh, before I get your thoughts on Tassie and where that's at, just one quick little quirk. The Hawks uh, playing West Coast Eagles this week. Everyone's talking about the Harley Reid Cup, who at the moment looks like he's head and shoulders the number one pick. But Sam Mitchell's come down with COVID. Uh, is that going to affect the Hawks' chance to win this game? Oh, it's brilliant, Hawthorne. What? Brilliant. Well, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. They've got the Petri dish out and they've just sort of spread it around <laughs> and the coach has gone down first and then there's going to be six or eight players go down with COVID and so they'll <laughs> – They'll just be forced into playing a, a, a second-rate side this week. Going like to all lengths to make it's sure. It's absolutely they. brilliant. So they're going to field a weaker side due to COVID and no one's going to blink an eye and they'll probably lose and they'll probably get the number one pick. Oh, I love it. The Hawks have always been a step ahead with this one. You reckon they've outsmarted oh, yeah. everyone? Hey, they outsmart everyone. In this one. Hey, speaking of outsmarting everyone, you're very close to the Tasmania situation. A few weeks ago, we all got excited, everyone in the footy community, uh, that the announcement had been signed off, the funding had been given by the federal government to uh, build the stadium down in Tasmania. But we saw over the weekend 6,000 protesters really came out and led by Jackie Lammy yeah. to protest the stadium. Is this going to cause some headaches and be a bit of an issue for Tasmania and for the AFL over the next three to five years? The protesters, no. I mean, it was inevitable. There was opposition um, from the opposition even within the, the state government ranks down there. But look, I, I think it was inevitable that people were going to come out and protest. Some of the chants were creative, you know. Team, yes. Stadium, no. Tell the AFL where to go. Like it was yeah, yeah, catchy. good, you know, catchy little, <laughs> catchy little tunes. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I don't think so. Like with any sort of decision that is not bipartisan where you get full support on both sides, well, then you're always going to get you know, the, the, the vocal outrage on one side and support on the other. So the AFL would have planned for this. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, the highlight for me of the weekend off the field was, uh, was obviously Mother's Day in Collingwood. Gee, they are a good club. They do everything so well at the moment. So they got all their mothers into the rooms and then they all sang the theme song after the win, which was brilliant. But what I loved, and for the people that haven't heard, heard this audio, I want to play it because uh, Craig McRae surprised the team and I think he surprised Bo McCreary by getting his mum to come in and give a pre game speech to fire up the troops. Let's take a listen. You make us all so proud and what a special day today in front of all of your beautiful mums and partners on Mother's Day. We're going to be out there so go out there make us proud. <laughs> believe in yourselves. Believe in each other. Chase that bull. <laughs> Tackle hard. Yeah. Win those contests. Your mum is a kiss. So go out there and rip it up, boys. Yeah. 
That was very cool. I really she enjoyed that. Could you imagine Fiona well. Rewalt? Could you imagine your mum getting up in front of the group giving a pregame speech? You would you would die. Uh, she did very well with Mrs. McCurry. She did, didn't she? Very, very well. Good salient points. And yeah. the boys got around. I, I I love that. It actually it actually makes me think that Gee, I wish sort of when we were playing, you know, those sort of things could have happened. Yeah, we were too serious. Yeah, we were way too serious. Way too serious. Um, and, and I did like the vision of Bo McCreary. He was yeah. like pulling his shirt up over his face. And, but he'll look back. He will look back on that because that is something that I think once you're finished and once you're out of it, I would love to have shared something like that with my mum. Yeah. I would love mum to have all – and dad and my you know brothers and sisters. I would love them to have joined in a song at some stage. I know when you're in it, it's like – the, the song's our sacred place, yeah. and this is this is great. I, I absolutely loved it. Good on Craig McRae for sort of having the, you know, the relaxed nature to, to make that happen. Yep, spot on. Hey, we're going to do Shit Talk Real Talk after this. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. It's time for Real Talk, Shit Talk, Rui, where we've listened to some of the observations of people in the media in the last 24, 48 hours, and we put our little spin on whether we think there's something real in it or whether there's a bit of shit talk in that one. Is it it okay that we do that, like have opinions on other people's opinions? Well, apparently we're not allowed, but Uh, we're going to do it anyway because I don't think we're the first to do this sort of segment, by the way. I think everyone does it, but we like it and it just touches on some other topics. So I'll ask you first, Rui. The Bombers should consider letting Darcy Parrish go, who's a free agent, and try and chase a big key defender. Yep. Real talk. Yeah. I think midfielders are more easily replaced than than you'd think. So the example that I would go, and I go back to my time in playing, was, was Clint Jones was one of our, you know, great taggers and did a great job every week in a run with roll. We set him loose in the midfield a couple of times and he found it 30 times every week. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you can always find players to win the footy. I think one of the knocks on Darcy Parrish is he's not that damaging as a mid. So, look, I, th- I think they could prioritise an area where they are in great need over an area where they've got more depth than, than other parts of the ground. They've still got, still think he's a great player, Dar- Darcy Parrish, but I think he's more easily replaceable. He's a very good player. They've got Ben Hobbs and Elijah Sardis, two top yep. 10 kids coming through. And I've got a strong view that don't be scared to lose players. A lot of teams actually go forward as a club, even when they lose very good players. Adelaide Crows lost Dangerfield, played the grand final yep. the next year. The list goes on. So it, it is. he actually can do it. It uh, is possible. Okay, so this has got a recruiting bent, Joey. Uh, it is better to get the number one draft pick than it is to get the best free agent in a year, in a given year. Oh, that's So last good, year it yeah. would have been Dugowie yeah. or the number one pick, which was Cadman. She, the, number one pick, I think you've got to take the pick because you've got a lot of certainty around that pick is going to be a gun. You've got more certainty over an 18-year-old no, no, pick. No, for pick number one in the draft. Yeah, You've got pick more number certainty. one. But I, I'm, I'm, in my general philosophy is I'm with you that I would rather take the player that I've seen on face value and know what he's going to be because I'm, I'm with you. Top 10 picks are not what they're made to be. It's really only a 50-50 success rate in a yep. top 10 pick of whether that player is going to become a gun or not. So, so, for every, so what do you want? You want the number one pick number or one, you want the best free yeah, agent? That's where you've changed because number one, I think I've got to take number one because you've got to back in your recruiters that you get the choice of the best kid in the country. Yep. But anything after maybe pick 
two or three, I'm taking the free agent. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Number because, one. Oh, sorry, I don't know if I phrase it right, but right. number one or best free agent, you're taking number one. Yes. Okay. But if you give anything after pick three or four, okay. I'll take the free agent. That's the threshold. Yeah. Because okay, I, I think for every Clayton Oliver and, and Marcus Bonson Pally that everyone thinks you get in the draft, yeah. there is a lot of names. We won't. You know, like Paddy Dow or um, there's you know, like guys that don't make it. We know that there's just as Shout many. Shout out to Paddy Sorry. Dow. Sorry. Well, eating, br- eating his lunch. I feel bad about that. Oh. Lockie O'Brien. Uh, oh, pick not, on Carlton Day, uh, is it? Well, we might leave that out. No, we don't oh, wanna, you I don't can't wanna, do We're live. I don't want to <laughs> name names. I shouldn't name names. But you know my point that top 10 picks, yeah, I got 50, you. 50, yeah. 50 yeah. whether they actually end You're up being any digging good. Digging a hole. I am Get digging out. a hole. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to ask you this one, Rick. On Friday at Footy Talk, Jack Heverin and I were in chatting about Scotty Pendlebury's comments yep. about are yep. AFL players paid enough? Are AFL players paid enough? <laughs> Real talk, shit talk. Uh, like they're paid well, but I think com- – Comparative to other sports, so what? Are, what is it? Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yeah. Something so, like that. Twenty-eight. So, so the trade-off is right, and what would need to disappear would be the investment in in football in That's general. Exactly right. So football is highly subsidised for kids to be able to play it. Oz kicks cheap. Yep. Uh, junior footy is cheap compared to signing up and know this from experience, signing up and playing a season of basketball compared to playing a season of footy. Footy is accessible or more accessible for, for families because it's more subsidised and, and therefore cheaper to play. So that's probably the part that would need to disappear somewhat for the top end to be played. I, I, I think it's more sort of the top, top end of players should be paid better than the average player. So I think it's the divide within the game rather than necessarily just players in general yep. because I still think there are players within the game that are way overpaid. Uh, so, you know, your, your, your blokes sort of 25 to 40 on the list compared Average to your blokes. blokes 1 to 5 on the list. Yep. So I know I know the argument always comes up, you know, comparing it to the executive as well, which is a, a convenient little argument, but yep. I don't think it does any favours. You must have been listening to our potty Friday. I said the exact same thing, so well right. done. Gotcha. Uh, Last one for you, Joey. A uh, few people after the weekend that have come out and said that Adelaide – can win the flag, real or oh, shit? No, that's shit talk. They they can't win it this year. They are playing some great footy. They're playing really well, but I don't think they can win it this year. It'll come too soon for them. Um, they've had a great start to the year, but six of their nine games have been at the Adelaide Oval, and they are still another 12 months away, 12, 24 months away, but they are tracking beautifully in the right direction. Last one for you. There's been a few even around here in the footy talk world that have been saying the Saints are going to fall from here. The Saints are gone. They can't play finals. Real talk shit talk. Can't play finals. I mean, it's possible. Okay. Yeah, it's possible. But I think I think think it's shit talk because they play the the Hawks twice. They've still got to Yeah, they've still got the Hawks twice. They've still got North. They've still got West Coast. So you you, you always overestimate your opponents, Rossi will be saying. But I, I would put them down for four wins there. So from there, they've got to win, what, another three? To get to 13, 14 wins you might need? Yes. Look, they could miss. Okay. They could miss. But I, I, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd say, no, nah, they'll, they'll, they'll get in. Okay. They'll get good. in. Very they're, 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 I've had one bad week. Yeah. Hey, just quick shout out to our, one yeah, of our friends, yeah, Sandy Roberts. Yeah, uh, Sandy Roberts uh, in, the, in the paper this week, we read that he's, uh, he's, he's struggling with his health. Um, so thinking of, of Sandy and, and the Roberts family, Benny Roberts, great, great football guy who we've, we've both worked with as well, and, and to the entire Roberts family. Um, yeah, we're all thinking of you and we love you. Well said, did my first ever call of uh, AFL you with did, Sandy. So- with you Sandy. Too. We, were, we were together. We were together. So, Sandy, a shout. And thoughts are with you and the family. Hey, thank you. Really great to see you in person again. I think next week you'll be back in be Texas. Back. So, uh, loved having you on the show, as always.
And of course, remember tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with Nathan Broad. Hope you've enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener.